0: Thanks again for finding Organic Matters. For this part of the show, we're going to talk about something that's a little bit wordy. It's, it's a little bit scientific, but it is so interesting that I think uh, if you can do like I did, draw the basic information from it, it's well, well worth giving uh, at least a listen. There's a thinner, lighter, radioactive cooling paint now that is so efficient that they look down the road a decade or less, and it may very well replace your air conditioner in many, many cases. So I found that fascinating. So kind of let me run through you with this. I got this incidentally. uh, I'm kind of disassembling it to make it my show. But the information came from a a, a website you can go to called Tree Hugger. Yeah, that's what I am. I probably am a tree hugger. But they really have some great articles if you're into trying to take care of this little uh, aquarium we live in called Earth. Engineer Robert Bean is a fan of radioactive cooling, where buildings or objects radiate long-wave radiation out to, literally, all the way out to the coldness of space. Sounds strange. There will come a time, he says, when we probably won't even use what we call normal compressors now for the cooling of people and buildings. It's just going to not be necessary. That's what Bean wrote in a, a... peer-reviewed magazine called H-Pack Magazine. The heat sinks we need to reject heat to or absorb heat from are literally within our reach, and there are some very smart people who are working on this now to show us how very good uh, this process can be for us. One of those smart people is a guy named Zulin Ruan, R-U-A-N. He's a professor at Purdue University, and it seems everybody these days wants the radioactive paint he's developed uh, a few years ago now. I've been contacted, he said, by everyone from spacecraft manufacturers to architects to companies that make clothes and even shoes. And everybody basically had two questions. Where can I buy it? And can you make it even thinner? Well, Wren didn't have a great answer back a few years ago only saying we are in discussions right now how to commercialize it. However, he addressed the second question with a new, lighter, and thinner version already available. It is made, here we go, getting scientific, from hexagonal boron nitride. Don't know. I know what boron is, but not sure here. As the pigment. Uh, This same pigment is currently used as a lubricant in race cars and in cosmetics. So we're already somewhat familiar with it. Uh, as we mentioned at the beginning of your article, uh, most infrared radiation is blocked or absorbed by carbon dioxide or water molecules in the atmosphere. But there is, quote-unquote, a sky window or atmospheric window where the infrared radiation lengths are at a different wavelength. I'll give them to you. It's 8 to 13 micrometers, if you want to know what that is. <laughs> and and the newer paint is even more effective at bouncing back solar radiation of these particular wavelengths and incorporates voids in the air, which make it at least 80% lighter. The thickness is, was reduced from a 0.40 millimeters to just a 0.1 and a half. This makes it useful for exteriors, for instance, already on airplanes or cars, but it also makes it possibly much less expensive to use to the point that it could be used on your home. Ruan said the key points that make radiative cooling so exciting is using this paint will help cool surfaces and greatly reduce the need for air conditioning. It not only saves money, but it reduces energy usage, which in turn reduces greenhouse gas emissions. And, unlike other cooling methods, this particular paint radiates the heat literally back into deep space. That sounds strange to you to think about, which also directly cools down our planet. It's pretty amazing that a paint can do all that. I was fascinated by it. But it seems that, as far as the science I've seen can tell, it really, really does do a, a really, really creditable job of that. According to a paper that was published by Cell Reports Physical Science, and here we go again, I'm sorry folks, with a little bit of a science chat, ultra-white acrylic paints like this achieve solar reflectance as high as, listen to this, 97.9%. And sky window emissions, other words, the ones that we see all the time, by a 0.83 percent, with only about 150 microunit thickness, um, representing significant reductions from previous radiant cooling paints. And the key point: field tests show full daytime cooling under direct sunlight, reaching 9 to 11 degrees Fahrenheit below ambient temperature on average daylight hours. So think about that. So if it's uh, 90 outside, it's going to be 80 in your home with nothing, without you, just because you painted the house with this particular paint. Traditional air conditioning uses electricity, compressors, and refrigerants and to move the heat from the inside to the outside of the buildings. Heating up the outdoors, incidentally, while it cools our indoors, it's got to go somewhere. But Bean has said that regardless of an HVAC appliances efficiency score, even the highest rated cooling products, when connected to a combustion-based power, which we have to use, contradict the philosophies of it really being a sustainable source for for cooling our air. I mean, just think about it for a minute. All that air conditioning stuff's connected where? Back to a power plant. Burning fuel and creating heat to make electricity to cool us down. I know that sounds strange, but that's how it works. Instead, as Ron said, radioactive cooling sends the heat right back into space using no power at all. Think about that. Imagine if every building, every surface, every parking lot and every car sitting in every parking lot was painted with this highly reflective reactive paint, or radioactive, that's a lot of heat that could be sent right back where it came from right off of our planet. I mean, it's always been a whole sentence, oh, let's go paint the town red. No, what we need to do is go paint the world White. Until we can get a hold of this wonderful paint, which it sounds like it's in our near future, let's do talk about... Hey, the temperatures have been unreal this year. Literally unreal. Hotter than ever in some places. So here, let me give you some tips of staying cool in the heat. And, and they make sense. They're logical. And they're something that most of us are able to do in our own homes. First of all, heat waves are scorching the, the whole country, the whole world. Serving as a real bad reminder this year of just uh, how good normal used to be. In Spain and Portugal, both, temperatures spiked to 117 degrees Fahrenheit last month, causing at least 748 heat-related deaths in that area. Just recently, Britain broke its record for the highest temperature ever registered in the entire country at 104 and a half degrees at Heathrow Airport. Temperatures are high even in Canada, which we always think of as cool, where it was in the high 90s in Winnipeg. Winnipeg is just 70 miles north of North Dakota. Never, never has it been hot in that particular, that hot in that part of the country. So where do we go to get some ideas on how to keep cool? Well, makes sense. Let's go where people live in countries that are always hotter than we are. People in hotter nations often have exterior shutters and blinds to keep the heat out. Yes, folks, we have a tendency to put our blinds inside the house. They're far more efficient if you put some sort of blind outside your house on your window. It only makes sense. In another part of the study I found, they were studying uh, the west coast of the United States and found that doing a true night flush, and I I never used that word set up before, but it makes sense, that's what you do when it's really cool in the evenings after the sun's gone down. You open all your windows and all your doors at night and then close them up early in the daytime, mid-morning or even earlier, and it did prove to keep the interior of those buildings much cooler, much longer. So while while these exterior blinds uh, are better workers, interior blinds do help to some degree. Another little hint I came across that makes sense. Every motor, everything we run that's electric generates heat of some kind. Even light bulbs. Even LEDs, but far less than a tungsten. I've, I've pushed for years on this show, and now LEDs are very reasonable. Go around and change all the all the lights in your house, eh, one or two at a time. You don't have to go spend a bundle, but till you have all LEDs. I actually live in a RV right now, but every light in my RV is now a form of LED, one type or another, and I can see a difference in my electric bill just from changing all my light bulbs. And of course, when it's 100 outside, it's not a good time to use your stove or oven or your, or your clothes dryer or anything. Now, when it's that hot, you know, wait or, again, do it in the middle of the night, especially if you live areas where your temperature drops 20, 30 degrees. And even though this should go without saying, use a fan. Our bodies keep cool naturally by evaporative perspiration, which is increased with any kind of movement of air. That is why fans work so well. For the little bit of energy you use, they're a big payoff. There was a study in Australia that found fans can keep you comfortable at a temperature of at least 5 or maybe 7 or 8 degrees Fahrenheit uh, over and above not having a fan on. So it saves you that much uh, temperature difference in your body. Do remember though, fans cool your body, not the air. So you don't have any reason to leave a fan on in your room when you're not there. Turn your fans off, save the electricity. You only get the, the, the advantage of a fan when you're there to receive that air to cool your body off. And one more kind of last piece of advice is hydrate. Okay, what do they mean by that? This is a, a thread from an Australian doctor that I found. I'm, I'm guilty of some of this. Don't drink too much coffee. Of course, don't drink too much liquor. Neither of those are going to do you or the world a heck of a lot of good. I'm guilty of both to some degree, so I won't deny that. But do drink plenty of fluids. You know, you need that water to evaporate from your body to keep you cool. Also, and I've done this, I happened to do it the other day. I went fishing in 100 degree weather. And I actually, instead of uh, just putting a hat on and sunglasses, I actually wore a shirt that was would look heavy. It was kind of a flannel, but it holds water. And I dip it in the water every 20 or 30 minutes and put it back on. And I am rapidly evaporatively cooling myself just with the use of clothing. And yes, it makes big sense. If you look uh, around the world, at everybody from Saudi Arabia, everybody over in that whole part of the world, what are they wearing? They're wearing mostly white sometimes full gowns that are white to the floor, but it's very loose-fitting, really white clothing. Yes, it does make an actual difference in your body temperature. So light color clothing, again, I use cotton because you can can dampen it. Even with your pets, uh, it's interesting. I have a, a lady friend that has some little dogs that even though they're small and short-haired, they really, really don't take the heat very well. So when she travels with them, she carries a misting bottle. And she actually sprays. They, they enjoy it. They've learned to like it. So when they're going to be out for a while in the weather, she gives them a spray of uh, just water every 10 or 15 minutes or whenever they come around. And and you can tell. They, let, they actually have learned to stop and, hey, cool me off, Mama. So anyway, just to add to this conversation about the heat, and it's getting more and more every year, and there's going to be more and more for years to come, at least till we learn to do something about it, and that's not going to happen overnight. So think about it. Do your share. Healthier for you, healthier for the world, and as usual, I always say, healthier for the environment. Thanks for staying tuned. Organic Matters.